in and shut the door. There's a drape. Do you mind if I sit down, Mr. Fackety, or is there a rule against that? Sit down, sit down. You're a very impertinent young man, but I don't mind that. I'm an impertinent old man. We ought to get along together very nicely. What's your proposition, Mr. Fackety? Yeah. What do you mean? Just what I said. What's your proposition? Hey, listen to me, Lyme. I don't make propositions. I consider them. Have it your own way, Fegarty. I'm a big boy now, and I'm not so easily impressed. Uh, what do you mean, impressed? All this big desk, double secretary, Mr. Fegarty will see you now. Mr. Fegarty doesn't approve of smoking, busy executive hoopla. I may go down very well with the bumpkins who give you their money to invest. It doesn't mean a thing to me. You sent for me, didn't you? I crossed three national borders to get here and lost a lot of time, so don't ask me what's my proposition. <laughs> what's yours, Mr. Feckety? <laughs> very good, very good indeed. You're just the man I hoped you were. <laughs> Have a cigar. Wouldn't that be breaking the rules? I make the rules, Mr. Lamb, and I don't like cheap tobacco smoke. Nor do I enjoy being forced to distribute these very costly custom-made Havanas to every, what is it you call them, bumpkin, who comes into my office. I think you'll enjoy these. Thanks. Light? Thanks. Good. Now that we're a little more at ease, uh, suppose you tell me something about yourself. Why? What do you mean, why? I wish you'd stop asking me what I mean by everything I say, Fekety. I said why, and I meant why. You put private detectives on my trail, you found me, you made me a very substantial down payment on services to be rendered, and now, when I get here, you want me to tell you about myself. That's just plain silly, old man. It's obvious that if you went to all that trouble and expense to get me here, you knew about me already. I'm the one to ask the questions, <laughs> not you. <laughs> better and better. Mr. Lyme, if you were just a little less notorious as a crook, I'd offer you a vice presidency in my bank. I forgive the insult, Mr. Fegarty. Uh, what do you mean, insult? There you go asking me what I mean again. I meant insult. Now, don't you get pompous on me, Lyme. You are a crook, a well-famous one. You don't want to deny that. What I don't want is very simple, Mr. Fegarty. I don't want to be a vice president of your bank. Huh? Oh, 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 I follow you now. <laughs> Don't worry, Lyme. Right. I promised you $20,000. That's right. Or it's equivalent to Hungarian pangos. Oh, wait a minute. And you'll get it without having to serve as an officer of this you bank. You promised me $20,000, old man. There weren't any gimmicks in the agreement about the joke money you folks pass off on each other locally. I know. I carry my own microscope for reading the fine type. Very well, very well. $20,000 it is. Uh, don't you want to know what I expect you to do for Mr. it? Mr. Feckety, you keep making me repeat myself. I told you before that I'm a big boy now. If you're giving me 20,000 bucks, I can relax, not worry about asking you silly questions. You're going to get around eventually to telling me what you expect me to do for it. Hmm. Uh, did you ever hear of a bank giving a reward? Yes, but only after a bank robbery. Exactly. Uh. Exactly. Only after a bank has been robbed. I'm reversing the procedure line. I'm giving the reward first. Oh, so that's the little caper, is it? You want me to rob your bank for you? Well, not at all, not at all. A reward is usually given for apprehending the thieves who have robbed the bank. What I want you to do, Harry, uh, I may call you Harry? Certainly, old man, call me Harry if it gives you any fun. Well, Harry, what I want you to do is to apprehend the robbers before the robbery is committed. <laughs> Very clever, don't you think so? Uh, have another cigar. <laughs> my business, I may get in the way of an awful lot of screwy deals, but I can tell you that never in a long career have I been offered in complete seriousness a loopier proposition than Mr. Feckett's. It seems the key to the whole affair was Mr. Feckett's junior officer in the bank, a certain Mr. Fodor. Lodislaus Fodor is the full name, Henry. Hmm. He's one of our vice presidents. I see. And I tell you this right now, the man is an unprincipled criminal. Oh? And come here and I'll show him to you. Come this way. You can see him through the glass pad. Oh, yes. There he is. Oh, that one? Second desk to the right. Uh, with all those silly hairs pasted over his bald head. <laughs> That's the man. He doesn't look very dangerous to me. Fodor? Dangerous? He is the brain of a backward bird and the charm of a worm. 
Now that I look back on it, I can't imagine how I ever persuaded myself to be jealous of Jealous? I don't follow you, old man. If I have a fault, Harry, it is this. I do tend to be jealous. Lulu often chides me about it, and I have promised to curb the instinct, but there, there's a part of my case. Lulu, you mean the girl in the flower shop across the way, that Lulu? She's the only Lulu I know, Mr. Lyon. How does it happen that you are acquainted with it? You see this carnation? I see it, yes. Lulu sold it to me, overcharged me, scandalously, as a matter of fact. Well, Lulu is a working girl. She must live. How does it happen you know her? What makes you think I do? You know her name? Oh, one of the other customers called her that while I was still in the shop. As it happens, it was this little fellow you've just pointed out to me over there, the vice president, uh, Fodor. Third vice president. I hate to keep harping on these commercial matters, faculty old man, but just how does my $20,000 reward come into the picture? Uh, let us retire to my inner office, Harry. I never tell you. Okay, come. old man. Sit down, please, Harry. Have another cigar. My pockets are bulging with cigars now, old man. Let's concentrate on the 20,000. Certainly, certainly.